1: It's called Blend It. And blend It. Blend It, right. So this is, this is my little acronym to help me remember how to help people make changes. Because like you say, it's really impossible. And doctors are so tempted to boss people around.
0: Totally. Oh my God. It's just, you know, it's, it's like one of those things in the back of your mind, like I can just give them this pill. I can just give them, this, and then boom, they're out the door. It's, it, honestly, it's a, it's a bad thing to say out loud, but it's, it's always that. You'll get out of jail free card. Yeah. You don't want to use it. I know,
1: I know. I know. But I mean, to be fair, it is harder with telephone consults, I've found actually, Mm. because you don't have that same rapport and you don't have the physical body language that you normally would use. But let's assume that things have gone entirely back to normal and you are able to see your patients face to face. Um, Blend it. So blend it stands for believe, listen, evoke, no bossing, desire, And then information and timed. So start with start with the b (laughs) believe okay so this is important you have to believe that your your patient is capable of making changes in their lives and um they have to believe that it's it's possible okay and that's important because it's hard to imbue someone with that sense of belief but at least if you keep it in the back of your mind it allows you to feel more open when you're in a consultation when you've got a heart sink you know (laughs) you've got someone coming and you're like oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) just think no no I believe that these things can can change for this person. Um, And, you know, we are expecting our patients to go through all manner of things um, with the idea that that they're going to make a difference and they're going to help them, you know, procedures, uncomfortable blood tests and, you know, operations. We have to believe that they're going to make a difference for this person, for them to want to go through that. And it's the same, I think, with behavior change. We have to believe that our patient is capable and then it helps them to believe it too. Mm. Um, And L is listen. It is important to listen. Um, And that means looking as well. So if if you've got someone in a consultation room, take the time to look into their eyes. Don't tell them this, but you could even try and note, like, what's your eye color? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> as they sit down, because it reminds you that you have to look at them. Yeah. yeah okay. Because otherwise yeah, yeah. you're just looking at the computer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and really listen to figure out what they're trying to tell you from their nonverbal cues as well as their verbal cues, because quite often you'll see you know, frazzled mums or someone who's lonely and alone. Like you can you can pick that up quite quickly when you're in a room with somebody if you're paying attention. E is evoke. And what that means is you have to ideally help them to imagine a better future. Mm. Because when you said earlier about making behavior changes and how do you do it, I think it's, it has to come from them, it really does. But sometimes you can plant a seed which allows them to begin to imagine a more positive future for themselves. Mm. And you can do that by reminding them about times in the past where they've been able to help themselves or even asking them, what did you do last time you felt this way? And it's a way of prompting them to think about the strategies that they already have that they can feel proud of, that they can remember, but also it can help them to imagine a more positive future self, a future self that can do the things that they're struggling to do at the moment. And it takes them out of that emotion that's in this moment of upset or, you know, misery around what they're going through. And that's really important as well. Mm. N is no bossing. We have to remind ourselves about this. Doctors like fixing things. (laughs) The problem with bossing people around is that nobody likes to be told what to do. Mm. And it means that they're more likely to be resistant to what you're suggesting. And in fact, it also means that they are compelled to voice the reasons why they're currently doing things differently. And we tend to believe what we hear ourselves say. So, you're basically forcing your patient to justify why they are behaving in ways that are not healthy. And that then potentially makes them behave in those ways more because they are reinforcing the negative elements of making a change so that's really important so don't boss them around instead (laughs) instead what you do is you build um that desire so d for desire you build the desire in them to make a change and um you can do that in a number of ways but generally it's with open questions so you can ask them what would how would you like this to look different how would you like to feel different what kind of things would you look forward to doing Um, and get them to open up about what they're going through or what they've noticed. That's another good question. What mm. have you noticed? So let's take alcohol, for example. You might be seeing a patient and you can see from their notes that they've drunk heavily in the past. And you, know, you ask them about what they're drinking and they say, oh no, I don't drink that much. And I say, oh, you know, you know, what, how much are you drinking? And they'll say, oh, I will have, you know, maybe, I don't know, five pints a night when I'm watching the TV every night and that's how i unwind for example Mm. and your head's thinking oh no that's way too much you're gonna get liver cirrhosis but you don't say any of that um uh you just say uh, (laughs) so something as an open question you might say so um how do you feel about drinking that much and then they'll say oh i haven't really thought about it you know Mm. it's just what i do to relax but it kind of opens up The question, yeah, yeah, in their mind, and they could say something like, "Oh well, actually, I have noticed I'm a bit sluggish in the morning." Mm. And then you could say, "What have you noticed?" It's just a very open question. What have you noticed? And then they can then think, "Mm, "What have I noticed?" Oh, I felt a bit sluggish. Oh, I've been getting some reflux. Oh, I've been having more arguments with my spouse, or whatever it is. Mm. Oh, you know, so and such told me that they thought I was drinking too much, and Mm. I got angry. they can start to pick up those things and then then you realize that they are beginning to voice the reasons for change in that exchange and that can be tremendously helpful it doesn't always work that way sometimes you know if somebody is in a situation where they you know they are needing desperate medical attention or they've got ascites or whatever it might be that they need to go into hospital then it's slightly different but if you're planting those seeds of change that's a really great way of doing it And then the last part of my little um, acronym, it information and timed. So basically, you then have the opportunity to give them information. Ask them, would you like some information? Would you like to to know about this or that? And then they, they say, yes, I would.